Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. And be listening for Game Balls and Jock Straps only on 1037 The Buzz. Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Time Sports Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Three at Drive Time Sports. You're on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer on vacation. Thanks to Chris Kane. Thanks to Emmy Marcus Elliott. I'm Randy Rainwater. Mark, Chris and I were talking during the break, and I got to tell you, I've been picked up and put back into my chair two or three times, and Chris kind of put me on the griddle. When he said, who is now the highest paid player in the National Football League? Well, I'm thinking Joe Burrow. That's easy. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> he no. was. He was. Oh, did Burrow sign? Nope. Who, who signed? Who do you think it is? This is what I, I quizzed Randy during the break. We spent we spent a good portion of the break uh, playing a little quiz game. Who do you think is the highest paid player in the NFL that just signed twenty minutes ago, or was it just released twenty oh. minutes ago? And wait till you hear the guaranteed money. <laughs> Who do you think it is, Emmy? I hadn't seen the the um, the news. Just happened. Get take a guess. It's court. You know, it's quarterback, obviously. So, who do you think it is, young guy? I got to tell you, Emmy, I would not have picked this guy. It's is it a, Herbert. It, yes, it's Herbert. Yeah. It took me about three or four tries to finally get to him. Five-year, $262.5 million extension, including, according to the athletic reporter who covers the Chargers, Daniel Popper, $218 million in guarantees. That's amazing. An average of $52.5 million a season. That is absolutely amazing. Now, this is what I was talking about earlier, and it was right in front of me, and... Uh, I'm jumping to baseball for a moment, Mark, Chris. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee, I'm just going to kind of read you the story. Milwaukee may have edged Cincinnati in an important division game last night, but what we'll remember from the game was a scoreboard taunt that's that went wrong. Imagine trash talking to Ellie D. La Cruz. Is it D or Day? L.A. De La Cruz, yep. Here's what flashed on the Jumbotron when he came up to bat in the third inning. That's after Joey Weimer robbed the rookie sensation of a homer in the first. They've got De La Cruz. He's on the board. He's got his numbers. First time he flied out to center field. Then where it's got player trivia. It says almost hit a home run in the first inning but didn't. So if I'm playing flash bet on Cincinnati and Milwaukee last night, his next at bat, <laughs> he hit one 456 feet. Wow. Don't taunt the great ones. <laughs> you just don't do it. That is absolutely Amazing, and he is turning into already a superstar. A su- absolute superstar. Yes, and how outstanding for that fan base! As passionate as the Reds fan base has always been, outstanding. And yes, you don't taunt points like that. we saw it over the years. Every time we saw players mic'd up against Brady and they'd start talking trash, it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? You're just You're right. stoking the flames of a psychopath competitor who's going to rip you apart. And that's cool. The Ellie Daly next at bat. Shut them up. Now, this from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. Lee says, Randy, 
Yankees going to make any moves? Question mark. That all depends upon Hal Steinbrenner. Is he going to turn Cashman loose? They got to make some moves. They got money. They mm-hmm. got to make some moves. Yeah, There's. They, they need outfield help. They need third base. They need. They're help in a there. crazy competitive division. And you could have almost argued that until hopefully Rizzo is back on track. But they needed help at first base. He's he's getting there. He has a Taylor Swift walk-up song now. Did you oh see my, that? Yes, I yeah, did. that's it. Randy, Randy hey, so, slump busting is important. Good you gotta have gracious. a formula. Whatever your formula is to bust out of your slump, you gotta go with it. That's if it's a Taylor Swift walk-up that's song, crazy. let him have it. And they always every team, every contending team needs more pitching, especially starting pitching. So I don't know. I, I don't know, Lee, if they'll make any moves or not. It seems like all the moves I saw the other day were uh, the Diamond, I mean, uh, uh, Padres. They have Juan Soto on the block, on the trading block. I mean, this was a budding superstar right. in Washington. Really hadn't panned out there. Mm-mm, Took no. a while for Manny Machado. They've spent a lot of money out, out there, yeah. too, you know. So we'll see. But, yeah, uh, Yankees need a center fielder. Hopefully they'll get Judge back. Who knows? And um, But they can't keep Bader healthy in center field, former Cardinal. Um, then Lee goes on to say, always willing to spend. And Chris, it doesn't matter what the Rangers do. They will choke it early or late in the playoffs. <laughs> Don't waste him in Texas. Come on! Goldie or Oriendo have a no-trade clause. Also, Randy, <laughs> Team Kent's is being pushed quickly through the system. Could we see him pitch in the majors this year? Absolutely. You know what I'm talking about? Tink Hintz? Hmm. Tink is from um, Watson Chapel. And um, my, my stepson, Reed... Played ball with Tink from age six years up. Okay. And what a name, Tink. Tink. Yeah, I love that. I know. Tink. And um, we always noticed, I mean, Tink, his arm was superior to all of our kids. And he couldn't weigh 55 pounds dripping wet. And he just kept getting stronger, better. Then he kind of shot up. Size-wise, height-wise. That always helps. Uh, he signed with Arkansas, as so many do. Mm-hmm. And um, then the Cardinals drafted him, and now we know the rest of the story. 94-96. He was most recently here in Little Rock with the Springfield Cardinals. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Making his way. I think he will be, when they expand the roster, Lee, I think you'll see him on the roster later on. This season, I don't know uh, how much of a pitch count if they have one at all uh, on Tink, but being so young, uh, Reed's twenty-one, right at twenty-one, which would make Tink right at twenty-one. So he's still young. Very. Oh yeah, he's got a long, long career ahead of him. The way he's progressing. Uh, going to see a lot of starting pitching moved around for teams, and contention should be an exciting trade season. You know. Otani though has everything log jammed. Yeah, because that's the talent level that he. But I'm saying, yes, yeah. no, nobody wants to make a move right now because they don't know whether or not the Angels are going to trade him or not. I just want him to be somewhere where he will be appreciated because he is that rare of a player. There's just nothing. We have not seen anything like him since the early 1900s when it was an entirely different game. And the Angels have not supported him well enough in terms of getting them better pitching and, and rounding out the team, even with another generational talent. I don't care where he goes. I'm, I think he's going to go the all, all indications. Everything I've read says the Dodgers are the favorite. He's going to play out the season with the Angels if they don't trade him and then just move across town because he wants to stay on the West Coast. And they're a great organization that has a huge fan base, and they would appreciate him. So wherever he goes... Just as can, long as his talent is on display for as many people to see as possible. I could see also Seattle. That has been a popular destination 
for Japanese players. And not a bad team, too. You know, you, I want them to go to a team that matters in October. I want them to go to a team that, that, that makes it. They playoffs it, last year. They did. That's what I mean. They're better. They are better. The, and look, we're fortunate enough to have the farm system, their AA squad right here in town. And, you know, hearing about some of the talent that's come through here in Little Rock recently for that organization and how it's helping them at the next level has been very encouraging. So Maybe Otani could sign with uh, Seattle. Then they need to send him down to Little Rock for a rehab. Oh assignment. yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> can you, ma- can we had, you, you know, imagine? You know, we, we had Trout. here at one point. Yes. If we had Otani at a, yes. at a rehab assignment, if you ever went up there, yes. that that would be. You talk about two of the greatest talents in the last fifty years being here in Little Rock. At some point, would be yeah. That's almost. Almost uh, too outlandish. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll keep my fingers crossed. Yeah, I don't right. think it's going right. to happen. No, I, don't I think LA, the Dodgers are going to be the favorite yeah. here. All right, Mark, what do you think about this? Jimmy Graham is back with the Saints. <laughs> oh, wow. He missed all of last year because of a back injury. Now he's back in New Orleans. He started with the Saints in the National Football League. In 2010. 15 years ago? 20 years ago? 2010. (laughs) Wow. Grandpa Moses. Amazing. No, more power to him. If he can can get to try out the contract or whatever. But but if a guy like that, at, at that position, tight end, if he makes your team, you might have problems. I don't know. I was, I was, I was, he went to Seattle. In a trade. Remember when they traded him? And we all thought, what are they doing? He was, he was a touchdown machine in New Orleans in that system with Breeze. And I think New Orleans kind of saw, no, his best years are behind him. breaking down. Yeah. Well, and then he went to Green Bay. And I'm thinking, finally, (laughs) the target for Aaron Rodgers. Nope. Nope. Bomb. And then he went to Chicago. There. Caught eight touchdowns a couple yeah. years ago, yeah. which was surprising. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, okay. yeah, a couple yeah. years ago, caught eight touchdowns. Only caught, like I think it was like 400 yards, but eight touchdowns. And, uh, no, I mean, Marcus, I, before today, I forgot he existed. I did, too. At, not as a football player, as a human being. <laughs> and then and then when I see sign with the Saints, I was like, <laughs> well, When Randy first started off, I said, Jim Gale, Jim Gale, who's that? Who's yeah, that? right, 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 right. <laughs> but then you think back, and, and Randy, I'm glad you mentioned when he, was, when he came in the league, because this was important. Do you remember that era of tight ends? This was, I don't even know if Gronk was in the league at this point. I don't think he was. He was coming off when Antonio Gates came on to the mm-hmm. scene in like and, and Chargers and, Gonza- and Chargers, but remember Gonzalez was already established as kind of that oh, pass Tony. catching tight end. Woo. But Anthony, or Antonio Gates came in as a basketball player undrafted in the mid two thousands and turned into one of the most prolific tight ends ever. And so Jimmy Graham was a basketball player in Miami and tried to make the same transition and did so successfully. They tried multiple different times. There were different basketball players trying to make the same transition as Gates, and Graham was one of the few that not only did so, but did so at an, a Pro Bowl level for a few years before ultimately the health got the best of him. But All right, Mark, I'm, I'm, I'm going to switch gears, and okay. I'm going to have Chris, if he's still got it in front of him, he was going over... <laughs> Some of the amazing statistics involving not only former great Arkansas Razorback running backs, but I'm going to have him test your knowledge as he did my knowledge. I named three of the four wide receivers in a single season who eclipsed. 1,000 yards receiving. Hmm. As, as leading receivers, yes. For Arkansas. For, Ar- for, yeah, Arkansas. for Arkansas. Anthony Lucas. First one to do First it. First one to do it. That's correct. 1,004 yards. Got it by a hair. First one to do it? What First. about Bambi? Go, going all the way back. Are you ready for this, Marcus? Are you ready yeah. for Bambi? Oh, wow. Leading receiver in 1961, Bambi. 18 receptions, 320 yards. Wow. <laughs> Different era. That's stunning. Oh, 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 this is my favorite one, Marcus. I mean, this this was my favorite stat. The leading receiver for Arkansas in 1976 
had seven receptions for 174 yards in one and touchdown. And he is a, I think he's a former Parkview Patriot. <laughs> Charles Clay, baby. Yes. All right, tight end. Yes, Absolutely. 1976. So these are the yearly 76. leaders, individual wow. yearly leaders on That's the program. Funny. And Randy, Randy was kind enough to show this program because you both were like, you need to go back and look at Dickie Morton. Yep. He yep. was one of the greats. And so I went back and looked, and yes, he was. 831 yards as a sophomore. 1100, almost 1200 as a as a junior, and then almost 1300 as a senior. Yes, absolutely. Between the years of 71, 73, Dickie Morton was outstanding. But so then I got a little curious. I like just peruse the stats and I start looking at receiving because I was like, wait a second. It says so. I look below on rushing and I'm like, wait, Bambi led the team in receiving or in rushing too in 1960, 1961 with 375, 560 yards. So I was like, how many years did Allworth lead? In, in receiving, if he led two in rushing, he only led one in receiving. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's stunning. I know. All right. All right. We talked about Bill Montgomery and his favorite yeah. receiver. Mike was, Rapon? No, it's Chuck Dykus. Chuck Dykus, that's right. Chuck Dykus. Dykus, uh, 42 receptions in 69 for 577 yards, led the team. And uh, in 1970, 577 yards on 38 receptions. So, All right. This is for what it's worth. He was in a three-person battle in Bill Montgomery in 1969 for the starting quarterback position. And back then, you couldn't play as a freshman. Oh, yeah. So his first year would have been as a sophomore. 68. Ah, His first game, he trots out in War Memorial Stadium in Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm sitting there watching. We are going crazy because this was a highly regarded recruit out of Texas, Bill Montgomery. His first pass attempt was a go route to Chuck Dykus. It was incomplete. <laughs> you remember but, it still. But, but we all <laughs> believed that. How many times, Mark, did we hear under Ken Hatfield, throw the ball! Throw the ball! <laughs> so we are so excited thinking that we're going to see 30, 35 passes a game. Not. If you, if, you had, if you had 20 attempts in a game. That's why when we were talking about this great combo of quarterback-running back, well, okay, well, the quarterback's got to carry his own weight. Well, you've almost got to say, uh-uh, because if you do that, then you're, you're taking out a lot of great quarterback and running back combinations only because the numbers – for the quarterback, we're just not that that big back there. That great. Yeah. I think efficiency, though, like that's where I would go to. Is for, not overall numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to get the gaudy stats. Obviously, I mean, just a Hall of Famer was only led the team in receiving once in his <laughs> yeah, career at Arkansas. Once, yeah. Led him in rushing yeah. twice of all of all things. But just the versatility of the players back then, and and being required to play a multitude of positions. As opposed to now where everything's specialized. You know, this is your one job. They don't even want... I mean, the, the idea... Someone like Joe Adams was so dynamic that you had to put him on punt returns. Even though he's a great receiver, too, for Arkansas. But nowadays, it feels like, you know, we had Burks back there a few times. And everyone's like, wait a second. No, no, Hold on a second. Yeah. He could get hurt doing that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's football. Of right. course he could. Yeah. Well, but, we uh, had a guy named uh, Derek, Holla, Derek Holloway. Played when I was playing fastest guy I've ever seen, ran track. Every ball he caught it was an R route or go route. Caught it. We didn't have a quarterback really that could get get the ball to him. Brad Taylor eventually. I started saying Brad yeah. Taylor was the man that I would he, think could get it to yeah, him. He he finally came on, but but we had uh, we started off with um, Tom Jones. Tom's great guy, just great guy, just not a not a thrower. Fifteen yards was really yeah. Yeah, in his best range. He played. He was the leading passer in 1980. Marks, just I know you were the, you were down there, but I just for uh, the audience, uh, 560 passing yards. Yeah, I came the next <laughs> year. No, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm sorry. I uh, that was attempts. No, no, I, I, he deserves better than that. He had a, a 1,161 passing yards. Okay, that's a lot better. <laughs> that's better. Double, that's better. Double, that's better. Mallet head would get that in three games. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, but. You know, if if you got a guy that uh, Arkansas has, you know, think about the speed and the size that the athletic 
guys like Bobby Duckworth. Those guys went on to. Oh, NFL. Duckworth from Hamburg was they, great. Well, yeah, great but they athlete. Very few balls at Arkansas. He had a big one against A and M. You had a big yeah, one. Yeah, they just didn't. College they Station didn't have quarterback to get it to him. Yeah. yeah, you're right about that. Well, all right, Chris. What about the numbers for the quarterback and man, mm-hmm. John Brittenham? John Brittenham. That okay, about sixty-four. 60, I got it. It's sixty-five 65. and sixty-six. Uh, almost identical. How about this? One that he threw in back-to-back seasons, and I guess. I don't know, maybe the stat person back there was like, ah, it was around that. 1,103 yards in back-to-back seasons. I don't think you could find another player in history that has thrown the exact same number of yards in back-to-back seasons. <laughs> now, there were ten, that is incredible. The thing you have to remember, there were 10, 10 regular season games at that time. What an average. And, and you had to, uh, back then... They didn't factor in any bowl numbers. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. And later on, I, I think, they, did they not add those back in later on? That's a great question for Rick, because as SID, <laughs> he would absolutely have known that back then. But how about this, guys? He was captain consistent, this guy. John Brittenham, all right? Eight touchdowns, seven interceptions his first year. Seven touchdowns, seven interceptions his second year. Oh, my god! Same exact number of yards. 50% passing and then 53% passing. Hey, if all things, you may not have been prolific, but you knew exactly what you were getting every game. All right, what are the numbers for Bobby Crockett? Bobby Crockett, how far back am I going here? Yeah, but back in again about the 64. Well, we got Joe Ferguson in there too, don't you think? Yeah, oh yeah, Joe. But I don't think Joe ever had a year where he, th- he threw up any kind of gaudy numbers. Randy, I got nothing on Bobby Crockett. He must have. No. He never led the team in passing. According no, to, according receiving. To, oh, receiving. receiving. Excuse me. Excuse me. Okay. okay. I'll get that after the break. All right. There. There you go. Uh, <laughs> <I didn't laughs> Too fast for me, Randy. I didn't think of Bobby Crockett as the quarterback. All right. Chris Kane, Marcus Elliott. I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue. Hey everybody, it's John Neighbors. Listen every day to Out of Bounds to hear what Joe and I have to say about what's trending on social media and whether listeners agree or disagree. Engaging conversations about engaging topics. Sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansans with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Find them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA. That's 833-886-5282. Call today. From 67167, it's Billy and Bubba, the Freeway Boys. Well, Billy, we're back working by Guatney Chevrolet. Well, until AI takes our jobs, AI ain't gonna shovel this gravel. I guess it could take the boss's job. Billy, AI is not designed to be useless. You don't need AI to find the best deals on new Chevrolets. Right now at Guatney, get brand new 2023 Silverados up to 7000 off MSRP and rates as low as 1.9%. Plus, 2023 Equinox at 1.9% or an optional 1250 cash back. Come see us at Guatney and avoid all traffic and construction. Northbound on 67, take the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. Right on Main and left on Bailey to our front door. Find new roads to Guatney Chevrolet. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 5 guatneychevrolet.com All offers with approved credit. Stock number 24505. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Max, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568 Tune in each weekday morning from 6 to 10 for Morning Mayhem with David Basil, Roger Scott, Justin Moore from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studios. Like Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort on Facebook and stay up to date with news and special promotions. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Oh, 
O'Reilly Auto Parts provides more than just the right parts for your repair. Our professional parts people can also offer free check engine light diagnosis. We can scan your vehicle and provide a list of possible fixes. Find the right parts for you or recommend a great local repair shop. Don't ignore your check engine light. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Do you have heart failure and often hear, Those stomach issues ruined your birthday. You're too tired to play catch, Grandpa. Sweetie, you haven't touched your tools since the carpal tunnel syndrome diagnosis. If these seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, talk to your cardiologist. Ask about transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy or ATTRCM, a rare and underdiagnosed disease that gets worse over time. Learn more at connecttoyourheart.com. That's connecttoyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Morning Mayhem on location in Sheridan Wednesday for the grand opening of Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union's new Sheridan branch. Alcoa's summer auto loan special interest rates as low as 2.49%. Apply online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Now back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. Often imitated but never duplicated. This is Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. You know, Mark, I think I've empowered Chris with this media guide. I mean, what happens... Love me some history dives. What what happens, and I, I know I've shared this before on the air, so I'll be brief. All the media guys we used to get in, in the box at the SEC football media days has now been condensed onto a flash drive and it's even got the sec media guide on there it's incredible so chris loaded up on the um um off of the the flash drive he loaded up the arkansas media guide so next thing i know you know he can't wait for the break so he can start firing questions at me I feel like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm studying up or brushing. You didn't up know, I'll be quizzing you today, did you, Randy? For my, for my yeah. semester test here in a moment, <laughs> but uh, it has all been in fun and some amazing numbers. So I got this during the break, and um, this from uh, our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. Barbie, are you in the one in the movies? Barbie says, "Who are the running backs in the Joe?" Ferguson years. Would any of those make the QB, RB greats? So, Ferguson, coincidentally, the running back you both mentioned, Dickie Morton, was the running back for the Ferguson years. So, Dickie Morton, as a junior, almost 1,200 yards, six touchdowns, five yards a carry. Joe Ferguson, that season, had 1,400 yards. Touchdown interception ratio, not great, 9 and 15. Um, and about a 46% passer, Joe's senior year, I think that was, 1972. But as far as wins, you know, that's like you said, Randy, you got to look at, you got to look beyond just overall stats, right? You got to look at impact. You know, what were they doing? How impactful were they as a running back quarterback duo in an era where it wasn't as aired out as it is now? I think, and Mark, you can, you can certainly add to this when you're talking about pure arm strength. Joe Ferguson, oh yeah, Tell Ryan Mallett, and a guy yeah. who never gets credit for having Tavares that great. Jackson. I don't think. Pardon me. Savars Jackson too. Oh yeah, no, he could throw it to the wall, but you just didn't. I mean, you didn't want to be anywhere near one of those throws, even if it was five yards away, because the ball was going to crush your chest in. <laughs> Um, but Brad Taylor, mm. yep. Brad Taylor had a great That's arm. A good one. That is a good Strong one. Arm. Yep. But no one ever talked about it. I, I, yeah, Fer- Ferguson though, right, Marcus? That that was legendary up there, right? Whenever you were oh, up yeah. there. 
Yeah, I wasn't. No, not when he was. Not when he was there. No, I'm not aging. I'm just saying <laughs> yes, I, it was talked right. about. I promise, I'm not I'm doing old, what Randy but did. I'm not that old. No, 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 no. But I'll tell you this: no, uh, you I'm were saying. there. You were there the same years that my dad was there. You know, early '80s, and yes. and he would yes. tell me. He would, you know, growing up, he'd be like, and this was before Mallet, you know, this is when I was young, he'd be like, no one had a stronger arm than Joe Ferguson. No one had a stronger arm than Joe Ferguson. Just arm talent, guys. Uh, I mean, Joe probably is is as talented. When we look at the the Mahomeses and the uh, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, back in the day, he was probably, yeah, he was the number one recruit in the nation, wasn't he? Yes, he was. uh, Yeah. Shreveport, Louisiana. Absolutely. That type of arm talent. And, and, again, to go on and play 19 years in the NFL. Yeah. That's starting quarterback. And probably 50 of those hand the ball to a guy named O.J. Well, yeah. <laughs> He'd go right back at Arkansas. Buffalo yeah. also. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but, I mean, he was he was spectacular and a huge coup for Arkansas to get him, to get him here. So. But I tell you, but but you talk about Mallet. Mallet was strong arm. I still say Tavares Jackson was right there with uh, Joe Ferguson, um, and he went on to play before he was killed, uh, obviously. But went on to play a long time in the NFL. Um, Arkansas had some some talented QBs, and Brad Taylor, guys, that's, that was my teammate. So Brad and I were freshmen together, and we were a very talented team. But we just offensively we could not throw the ball, get the ball downfield. Uh, again, Tom's a great leader, great uh, intelligence, and in, in running the offense. But uh, you know, we had sprinters. We had Gary Anderson. We had, I start uh, to say you got to you had to figure guys. out a way to get the ball. Yeah, what was he? Forty three. Number forty three. Gary was forty three. Yep, GA was forty three, and Holloway was twenty nine. These guys could flat out fly. They they ran on the track team, and, and they won. One one with McDonald in track, so the, but we couldn't get the ball to him. So I remember early on uh, when we did the um, the freshman workouts, uh, Lou Holtz made note of Brad's arm strength strength and started to to pl- platoon Brad in, and Brad started getting more reps. and And before you know it, he was he wasn't starting, but he was probably playing the majority of the the games towards the end of that freshman year. I, I was injured toward the that the fifth game. And then basically took over uh, as a sophomore. Led the team in passing that year, but it was, like you yeah. said, it was a struggle. One touchdown, yeah. four interceptions, 726 yards. Yeah. That was a leading passer. Yeah. He threw He's the freshman. only ball, Brad, I think threw the only ball in Razorback history that we'll never know if it came down. It was in the Fog Bowl, <laughs> yeah. which was the Gator Bowl. It went to Holloway, and when he threw it, it immediately disappeared in the fog, and somehow, some way, what was it, Mark? About forty-two or forty-five yards is all. I mean, that's what it was. Yeah. But somehow, Holloway was able to catch the ball, which is amazing. I don't know how he followed the ball, how he tracked it. Just landed Holloway right in his arms. The, I, I'm, guys, I'm telling you, Holloway is the most underrated receiver. I can believe that. At Arkansas, I played in the, he played uh, for the Redskins for a bit. Played in the USFL. Uh, this guy was short, but he he was one of those Smurf type players. He was he was five five mark at best? Uh, yeah, I'd give him maybe five six five five. But man, could he run? And he was tough as nails. I mean, he he did block and deliver. Lou loved him and block and delivered a blow. He was a top notch ball player. And, uh, you know, played in the pros for a while. All right, this from our Asher Record Service company, Life in Feedback. Savage says, what about Barry Lunny and Maud Dre Hill? Where would you rank them? That's a good one. That's a real one. Lunny could sling it. Yes, he could. And uh, we know Marjorie could run it. Yes, he could. You know, they had the Maud Dre Hill rule in Malvern that, you know, once they... I forget if it was um, yards rushing in the game, or I can't. I forget what it was, but that player couldn't play anymore after it gained like you know, <laughs> 150 yards in the game or something like that. It's called the Madre Hill rule. You know, you, you, mercy rule. Yeah, yeah. You've got a pretty special career. Something like that's named yeah, after you. Yeah, yeah. A legend in Malvern. So. 
Madre had, I know he had a 1,400, I think it was a 1,400-yard season. And then he had another season when Arkansas was playing the SEC championship game against Florida, and he went down with a knee injury. And I'm not sure what happened after that um, with Madre. Now, Barry had the pass. The pass to J.J. Metters. Right. In Tuscaloosa, <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> you know, that's the beauty of what we call the wall. You've got it. Let's see. This is called the wall. Can't, while you find it, while you find it, let me know when you find it. I just have one thing to ask or to, to mention to M.E. here. So, Marcus... Mm-hmm. Brad Taylor, or not Brad Taylor, excuse me. Who was your teammate you were telling me about? That first, yeah, Brad Taylor. Mm-hmm. All right. Is the only time in recorded Razorback history the leading passer had only one touchdown. The only other time, there's no record in 1946 of Aubrey Fowler having a touchdown or interception that season. Just no record of it. Wow. But, so that was it, though. That was the mm-hmm. one time. As a but he was a fr- obviously a freshman, and, and I know he didn't play every game. Like you said, he was just learning his way. Yeah, it's just interesting looking at the numbers. There's several with two. There's actually more. More even our boy Quinn's got one with two in 1987, his freshman year, <laughs> two and four. <laughs> but it just it just shows you the 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 difference right. in and what's what's being played now and and how the game has has changed so much, right? Totally, totally. Are, are you yeah. ready? Are you ready? Here we go. We are ready. Lenny had hit his last four passes before that one. All he needs is one more completion today, Paul. Because you know he's going to throw it in the end zone. Yeah. The ball is at the Alabama three. Doesn't make any difference. Ball has got to get into the end zone. And Lenny is back. Short drop rolling out to his right. Lenny fires. Touchdown! J.J. Matters makes the catch. What a play. Barry Lenny rolled away from the pressure, rolled to his left, threw it to J.J. Metters, and that ball couldn't have been more than a foot off the ground. Joe, how did he catch it before it hit the ground? Well, it was kind of a pig play. He came in motion inside. Eubanks did a good job of knocking off his guy. He just turned back outside and made the catch in the end zone. The ball was flat on the ground. It was a great catch. Most important extra point of Todd Lauderette's career, life. That's right. This time, wait for Matt Waite to look for the football. As Waite is kneeling, here's the snap. The kick is up. It is good! With six seconds left, the Hogs drive 57 yards, and Arkansas has taken a 20-19 to lead on Alabama. That sideline commentary. Immediate. I love it. Joe Ferguson on the sideline commentary. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Neat. Do you you remember the quarterback after Barry Lunny? Whoa. The leading leading passer after Barry Lunny graduated. Who would it be? All right, what year? There was, it was right before Clint, 1996, leading passer. This is one name I had not even thought of or considered but it we always you know kind of bridge that year those that era with oh we went from Lunny to to Sterner right no no there was an interim there was someone right in between them can you think of it Marcus oh let, let's let's talk to BB all right I'm, I'm, think I'm, about it while we talk uh, yeah I'm gonna buy right. a few seconds here <laughs> BB good afternoon welcome to drive time sports good afternoon to you men you guys doing all right today? Yeah, but my clock management's not very good, BB. You got to hang on through the break. <sighs> all right, Marcus Elliott, Chris Kane, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drop time sports. We'll continue in a moment. This is 
Pat Bradley for Whit Davis. If you've never painted a room before, it's easier than you think. First timers who plan each step are quick to wonder what all the fuss was about. Head over to Whit Davis in Jacksonville, Sherwood, or Greenbrier, and you'll find more Valsper medallion colors than you could possibly imagine, including the perfect one for your interior painting project. Medallions are the only paint and primer with color affinity and provides one coat color that lasts. Get organized, get down to work, and then enjoy. And don't settle for anything less than Valsper medallion paint and primer at Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Tune in each weekday morning from 6 to 10 for Morning Mayhem with David Basil, Roger Scott, Justin Moore from the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studios. Like Oakland Racing Casino Resort on Facebook and stay up to date with news and special promotions. I don't want to go to bed at night dreading waking up in the morning knowing that I'm going to feel like a rusty lawn chair getting out of bed and getting opened up and not being able to really move for a couple hours really throughout the day. For former college and pro football player Bobby Carpenter and those dealing with daily aches and pains, QC Kinetics regenerative pain treatments are a game changer, providing long-lasting relief. Go into a specific joint, a specific region, and then help promote that healing process using your own body's mechanisms to heal. I mean, that's been something that's pretty powerful, and there's no surgery, there's no downtime. QC Kinetics natural treatments help the body heal and restore itself. No more rusty lawn chair. It's no surprise to see people being willing to try this first, especially when it has such great results. Pain relief the natural way. QC Kinetics. Call today for your complimentary consultation. Find out if you're a good candidate for treatment. Call QC Kinetics. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Mow, dig, haul, lift. The versatile Kubota BX Series subcompact tractor does it all. Switching attachments is simple, and a smooth hydrostatic transmission makes for easy operation. The Kubota BX Series, rated number one in durability and owner experience. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer has five service trucks available, providing you on-site service to get you back on the road. If that doesn't do it, Stacked has a new state-of-the-art 13-bay shop for service and repair on all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, AC, engine repair, transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair. Get stacked two miles off 530 exit 34 in White. Southern Bank presents Family Feud on 103.7 The Buzz. Tune in to Morning Mayhem on Tuesday mornings for your chance to play with Justin Moore, David, and Roger. Family Feud on Morning Mayhem brought to you by Southern Bank. Bank with Southern.com. Now back to Drive Time Sports. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish. Now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh. Eat local. Eat My Catfish. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Chris Kane, thanks again to Chris. Thanks again to Marcus for setting in today. Uh, Marcus has had to suffer, Chris, through just about all these that I've got here on the board one time or another, but I could spend the rest of the show doing nothing more than playing some of these great moments in Arkansas football history. But i got to tell you, Mark, he got me mm-hmm. on the quarterback who followed Barry Lunny and before Clint Sterner, and he even gave me the jersey number. I still couldn't get it. Number eight. Who is it? Number eight, Marcus, in 1996. Danny that- Ford was still there. And I promise you, Danny Ford probably doesn't even know what his name is because he didn't know any of their names. <laughs> he's pre- he, he got number eight. He's pretty good there. That was a good play Who by number it? eight. As he as he's sitting there next to Paul, and Paul is reminding him of all of his own players' names. <laughs> I'll give it to you because I, I don't want Chris to give it to you. It is Pete Burks. Yes. Okay. Pete, Pete Burks. Pete Burks. 51% yep. completion percentage that year. Six touchdowns, nine picks, and about 1,400 yards receiving or uh, passing. 
Yep. Nice. So Pete That's Burks, there, there's your trivia question. That's a trivia question. Yeah. Who was before? Who was in between? Sandwiched in between Lunny and Sterner, who both played four years. I mean, that was a real. That was an anomaly in between them because those wow. guys were lifetime starters. That's you know, yeah. it was, here's an underrated receiver. We were talking that earlier. Um, actually, actually, I was late getting there, but I got to some of the reunion this past year. Um, you guys remember George Wilson played under yeah. yes Houston and actually was drafted wide receiver in the league. Yeah, drafted in the league, but played. Oh man, safety. What ten years safety yep. for the Bills for a yep. long time. Yep. Um, so he was really, and he was good team with Lucas, I believe. He, uh, he was kind of a slot guy, and Lucas was white. Um, great, great player. All right, let's go back to BB. BB, thank you for holding through the break. Welcome back. Good afternoon, man. Uh, Mr. Randy Rainwater, Chris, and of course the fabulous Marcus. Hello. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I don't get that too often. Are you right about that? Then, That's uh, right. <laughs> I was up to say, well, uh, getting, fixing to get out. I had about a uh, half a semester to go. So anyway, we play uh, Texas on Monday Night Football, which was the kickoff classic. Yeah. So uh, Lou had them all ready to go, and I think it was at Texas, at Austin, and we lost. So the next day, or the day after, I think it was the next day, Lou got him down there to practice field. I just wanted to see what was going to happen. So he got him down there, and they, he lined him up. Every every player, and I don't know if it was position on position, but he made everybody hit about 18 times and oh, yeah. was really unhappy. Lou was as unhappy as I've ever seen him. And uh, it, was, uh, it was something. Marcus, were you involved in that? I wasn't involved with that, but I, that that year, but I've been involved in those type practices with Lou Holtz. I, I can t- tell you. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. And then he'd get all upset, and you do all that in practice, and he'd make you go get in the ice tub to get your legs back. You know? We, we would do all that I, stuff I really game, day before Lou game sometimes. Lou had the intensity to make people, uh, play, get people yeah. to play above their beats, uh, largely. He really had that Ability and uh, somebody I, I really like a lot that I've heard on the radio a few times, but not near enough. Ron Caltech, and he was involved, of course, in the Orange Bowl deal, and uh, where we took it to. Of course, Oklahoma beat us the next year at the same venue. I think that's right. But uh, Ron has always been uh, a really great Razorback, and in all honesty, y'all need to have him on the on online a lot more, including a whole bunch of other racebacks. Oh, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gary Anderson. I've seen him yes. at Robinson High School. I don't know how many times. And y'all ought to have him down here. I mean, uh, down at the studio every other day. He's got stories like all get out. And you know, he was the coach of the Twisters. So. The guy that was the uh, owner of the Twisters said, we got to get these players from out of state. And Gary said, well, if we get players from out of state, we're going to lose the franchise because nobody wants to see people from out of state. They want to see people from inside. They want to see Razorbacks and uh, ASU people. So that's how uh, the Twisters kind of fell completely apart. And uh, for that matter, Gary was a great coach for them. Yeah. Hi. Great point. Uh, but, I just yeah. got a just got a text message from Daryl Walker talking about Gary Anderson. He said, just imagine Gary Anderson in today's game. Very underrated hog. And as great as Gary is, I, yeah. I, I agree. I think that he'd picture, be amazing in today's the, game with the rules. The picture of Gary Anderson flying over the end zone at about eight feet up. Mm-hmm. I think he's playing for Tampa or somebody. And that picture, I, I haven't ever seen that much athleticism. As a pro player, probably ever at all. Well, he did the same thing against SMU, uh, probably a year before. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got beat by yeah. SMU because the officials were either getting paid or whatever. Because <laughs> there were about four or five no calls question. that went against us, and we should have won the game. Yep. Uh, he led the oh, team in receiving three straight years, by the way, eighty through eighty-two. And Chris yeah, Kane, you are a real good historian because a guy from Florida like you. 
you're looking this stuff up rampantly, and uh, that's pretty good. I love this stuff. Though this is it's it's fascinating to me because just seeing the differences in era, right? And like for example, listen to this: in 1937. Jim Benton led the team in receiving. Yo, 1937, this man had 814 yards. If we were to do the math on what the, the, uh, the exchange rate would be or the, uh, you know, uh, adjust for inflation rate, that's all world, all planet back then. We didn't have another receiver hit over 900 yards until Mike Rapond in 1971. So I'm learning a great deal thanks to Randy for the, uh, the historic media guide over here. This is fun. Speaking of right, Mike Rapon, I went to that 1971 Texas game in War Memorial. At the middle of the fourth quarter, it was raining sideways, and Ferguson was hitting uh, Rapon and old John, uh, what's his name, the realtor uh, developer here, uh, right and left, and we beat Texas. And that's two years after the, the bad 1969 game, which I was there also. So that was, uh, we came up from Mississippi where I was going to high school. I went to high school with Walter Payton, so, I mean, uh, what a treat that was. I've told you that before, Randy. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sweet. But, uh, the sweetness was sweetness from about the ninth grade on, and he could have played pro straight out of high school. Sat the pine for about six games and just put the time into him because he was that well endowed across the board and everything. But uh, I really get a kick out of you guys when I listen to you, and I try to listen to you as much as I can. I want you to get Chris on as much as you can because he's really good. Uh, but what's his name that was, that was the 64 championship quarterback? John. Quarter, no, that was Freddie Marshall. Freddie Marshall. Yeah, y'all, need to get Freddie, y'all need to get Freddie down there every other day and buy him a state lobster tail. Well, Freddie, Freddie, <laughs> Freddie and Bill Montgomery are two of the more bashful that they, they they avoid the spotlight. I have tried to get Freddie on. I have tried to get Bill on numerous Very times. Very humble. Yeah. Very humble. Yes. There's a way to do it. There, there's got to be a way to do it. I mean, his stories I heard the other day talking about all the stuff with Brittany. I mean, I used to work for Brittany in the investment deal. Hmm. And uh, there, I got a bunch of stories about Brittany. I'm not going to tell you because they're probably, most of them aren't that good. But uh, Brittany was quite, quite the athlete. But Freddie. He needs to be down there at the studio at least once a month telling his story and coming up with all kinds of stuff. There's quarterback and man. John Britton, the quarterback. Uh, uh, Chris is coming back, so I will have to indoctrinate him tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah, no. With the well, bring, short bring Chris back squat Texan <laughs> and the quarterback and man. Chris is really good. You guys have a great day. I'll be listening in, and I'll call back later. Thank you, B.B. Yeah, that is, um, I'm not sure what term or definition you can attach to something that was written back in 1964, but it is gold. I will tell you that. I think that's appropriate. All right. We got to say so long and good night for Marcus Elliott. For Chris Kane, I am Randy Rainwater Buzz. Animal cruelty, spay and neuter your pet. Have a great rest of the night. So long, everybody. More fun and games than an amusement park arcade. 1037 The Buzz, KABZ Little Rock. Attention Saline County car owners who need a free car wash. Splash Car Wash is now open in Bryant, celebrating with free best washes all week long. You'll leave feeling amazing because your ride looks so good and you didn't spend a dime. Free car wash.